Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. As much as we love hoops and that there's games night in and night out, there's no like big topics to really talk about on today's show. Other than the Chicago Bulls making a trade six years too late. <laughs> for uh, who? For, for some guy that's just... Washed. So dang, those are some big shots of Melo. <laughs> I'm just looking for a team. I hope he finds a team. I'm oh, glad it's not our team. Uh, but Melo was traded from Houston to Chicago. Are you ready to watch him play? I was though. Like I, I kind of wanted him to be here, but then again, not because the Bulls are a circus anyway. So why not just add to some of the value there? Y'all got Melo twisted, right? He's trying to win a ring. He was never. If he was trying to win a ring, he would have signed here six years ring. ago. He's trying no. to win a ring. Yes. No. Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Carmelo Anthony, Taj Gibson, and Joe Kim Noah all in prime. And maybe Jimmy Butler a little bit before his prime. But still, that team would have really gave LeBron them some run. That's all I'm saying. The boys always gave LeBron them some run. But with Melo, come on. We talk about those six-game series. Would have won seven and we would have won. But Melo wanted to take the cash, which I'm not blaming him because cash is incredible. But if your value— Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. But if you really— I don't know. Let me. Oh my that, god! Mike? Uh, that's mob deep in it. Oh my god! Not mob. Oh deep. my god! Boy. Listen, that's probably the most legendary that's, rap song and, of all and time. Look into the know. camera because I did something today where a lot of people was hitting me up like, "Y'all always picking on D Mills, or why are you so mean and Mike and D Mills?" This is not being mean. Listen. I promise you, everybody. We're not even gonna say who is it by. I hope that before the end of the show, one of y'all come to the realization, and we'll leave it at that. Like y'all know what I said, right? What did I even say? I don't remember. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. Yeah. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I, kn- I know those lyrics. I don't know who said it, though. Okay. That's a if shame. I told you where they from, would it help you? Sure, go ahead. New York. I don't know. Is it Jay-Z? Uh, we just, nope. Just throughout the show, just start throwing all out right, names. Right, and we'll on, right, we'll ignore it if it's wrong, and said, we'll tell you if it's on. wrong. Let's move on. But, but yeah, if Melo really wanted that ring, he would have signed here a couple years ago, but he got traded here. The Bulls eventually waived him. If Melo really wanted that wing, ring, he would have stayed in New York. When? No, 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 no. I think yeah, yeah you, I'm glad you took that back. <laughs> he wouldn't have stayed in New York. He just wouldn't have forced the trade to initially happen because we had to give up so much to get him. Gallinari. waited and came. Mm-hmm. We would have not he not saying they would have won with Gallinari and uh-huh. everything, but the pieces that we had to give him up could have been to go get a Chris Paul. Because remember, Chris Paul had a situation. So all of this, Sam, has Melo been pretty selfish throughout his career? I can't even say it's selfish. I could just say it's, it's not. It's been hard. Smart. It's hard to put somebody yeah. in that selfish category when because when it deals with that money. Because almost at the same point, you would too. But, but it's go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Him not being able to accept the role of coming off the bench when they wanted him to at least test it, that's that's kind of selfish, it right? It is selfish, but at the time, he, he was still mellow. Like he was was he la- last year? Last year, mellow was not mellow that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> not all of us but don't he, know. I'm talking about from New York. I'm talking about from New York. He was still the first option, and he came to that team thinking he was going to be not that Thank guy because Russell obviously was there. But you Talk know he's still shit, around but twenty points. Is Talk that still? Shit, but Mike. oh, sure, that's facts. Okay, but that's not selfish. Say, right, yeah, let's put it selfish. I'm gonna he, I'm gonna put myself selfish. over the team a little bit. No, he's not. I mean, it's, over it's, the team. it's, he it's just not. Yeah, it's not putting yourself in. The, if you let's say you were twenty five points going, you which I was in my prime. Yeah. What, I mean, like if you know you still have it, but did, he didn't. Ha- he didn't he still have it. But that's a mental thing, though. But that's more. That was more fans than anything. He fan. had a whole New York behind him. Fan, everybody got a whole everything around him. They don't but, make it. right, he wasn't but, an all-star because he was like, oh, shit, Melo's still know. a thing. He was averaging 22-6-3. On a 20-win team. 
That team won more than 20 games. Yeah, they won more than 20 games, but they weren't a playoff team. I get what you're saying, but yeah. I mean, I'm, Derek, I'm just throwing out the question. We only right. didn't make the playoffs because Derrick Rose had left. Remember when he mysteriously left? Mm. Wasn't yeah. that for like three, two games? One those, game? Those, that was like more than a game. <laughs> those, yeah. That those, was one game. Those games messed up the commodity. Right. <laughs> one the game? How you Com- say Camaraderie. Yeah, in our locker room. It kind of made everything weird and we kind of tumbled down here. Yeah. But he still averaged 18 4 and 4 as the third option to try and go offense. And what is he averaging now? 18 4 and 4 as the. Sixth man of the year. Third, third option. Third option. <laughs> Not a triangle no more, but still the third Not option. Not a nice second option. Is he the third option? You would I mean, you shot attempts, attempt, shot attempts. Shot attempts, attempt. he's got to be But he's there. definitely they get Arguably, he's the second option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Wiggs. God, there it is again. <laughs> uh, but but Melo should have been smarter. I will say that because I remember um, learning about the big three coming together. One of their things was they they planned for it to be him and not Chris Bosh. Mm-hmm. But he didn't re- he didn't hit free agency with the rest of them because he didn't wait to sign his extension, mm-hmm. and um, that just wasn't smart. Because then if, you know his career is different. His career goes different in a lot of ways, which is so crazy about his career. Like if the Pistons don't take Darko, which was the, which was he dumb. would already have at least one ring. Right. He just being on that team, you get a ring. He didn't even have to contribute really. No disrespect to Darko, but we know Darko went like doing much his rookie season. <laughs> Not if they all. if they take Melo at number two, the whole he may still be in Detroit, and, and Detroit will actually that, have people watching. And then that team fell apart years later after that, which would have probably made him not sign an extension. Mm-hmm. He would have hit free agency with Braun and Wade. Oh, I was thinking other way. They were like Chauncey Billups and them are gone. Like okay, like now it's one hundred percent my team. team. Oh, and then he just stat pad with his ring. And yeah, just, yeah, true. Yeah, well, he could. Yeah, he still can do that. But then he'll be able to leave without signing an extension. Go to the Heat with them, win two more over there, and now we're talking about him in a different light. Or signs to Chicago, man. We did this whole whole thing here. Think about how much rings be changing people's career. Just one ring, one ring can change. I mean, it's one not. Ring. He's already he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, no, no. So that's no, for sure. Establish himself. There's gonna be a lot of players like that where you would be like, what if they had a ring? Because well, of this error, because be, of the yeah. Warriors being so great. Like we we're gonna see a lot of players retire without a ring. James Harden, Chris Paul is one. That's why Chris Paul. James Harden. That's no. why we shouldn't hold so much weight on it. We definitely should hold weight on it, but not too much because I look at other things. You know what I mean? And, and Tracy McGrady making it and not ever getting past the first round, besides that one year with the Spurs, kind of changes everything about the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm not saying he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer because of it, but a lot of people are going to be able to establish an argument for themselves because of that. Like, if that, imagine the NBA trying to say that Manu is not a, a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, well, I wasn't a star like McGrady, but right. I was a part of some very, very good <laughs> big parts, teams. Yeah. Right. And I was a, yeah, I was a big I part think of it. impact is definitely a big part of it, too, more than just, like, statistics or awards. I think that's how Draymond Green is 100% Hall of Fame already. His impact, plus the raise, but, like, his impact goes so great, more than just the six points is that Ron he maybe Artest adds. Is a Hall of Famer? No. Is that who? Ron, Ron Artest. Artest. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. Ben Wallace? He should yeah. be because of a Defensive Player of the Year awards. Okay. Um, and the ring. He's got a Bill- ring. Defensive. Yeah. I think Chance Billis is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that Billis is the toughest one. Billis is a I, very I tough one. I think Chance Billis is a Hall of Famer. Chris Webber. He's still ain't in there. No. I you think, say no? I think they're going to let him in. I don't think he should be, but I think they're going to let him in. Yeah. I think they're going to let I feel like if you had five or six years of great basketball, the Basketball Hall of Fame is like, all right, sure. Chauncey Billis' career numbers, 15, 5, and 3. What's his prime numbers, though? Because that he's he had a couple been, years. He's never been a 20-point right. scorer. He had a couple years um, where he was just like nothing, really, just late highest, in his career. The highest assist that he's ever had was 8.6. I was listening to an interview with him. His best year was 18, 
and basically nine assists. Mm-hmm. I was listening to an interview with him, and um, you forget that he played for Boston early in his career. Like, yep, Boston, and then he got traded. Timberwolves. Yeah, he got traded almost instantly after the Boston. I can't remember what the deal was, but um, he said he was super upset about that because he's um, like, they gave me a promise that I'll be on the team and yada yada, and they traded him away. But I mean, it worked out perfectly. He ended up yeah. winning a ring eventually. One of the Best rings ever. If you yep. think about it, that right. team was not supposed to be where they were, and they end up making it happen. Maybe the most impressive ring. And yeah, because it was one of those things where it wasn't like they're the favorite. And right. they yeah. took down a Shaq and Kobe team. Right. So maybe the most impressive ring, the three three and one, three from no, one. That's three against, that's yeah, that's a big one, too. Piece. Uh-huh. Resume. He's a one-time All-Star. Right. All-NBA in 2003. Um, All-Rookie. In 1999-2000, he's an NBA champion, Yeah, four-time uh, all-defense, right. and then a 2003 defensive player of the year. I forgot that. That may change it. I forgot that he was defensive player he of the year. He had a year where he averaged 24 points. What? Is that what the Pacers That's the malice of the Palace year. So he yeah. only played, what, like eight games that season? Yeah. <laughs> um, he was an all-star the year before that. Right. So yeah, he he has he has an okay resume. He has an okay resume. Well, he, How long ago has he has it been since he retired? What was his last official year? 2017? 2016, 2017. So what is he? Twenty twenty one is eligible. Come on, he played twenty five. But I'm just saying when he officially retired because I I don't uh, know yeah, if the 20, rule is still there. There's four years after you retire. Okay. Before you can get inducted. Yeah, that would be twenty twenty for him. 20, so twenty one. Is he a Hall of Famer? He might be. That's Maybe a, not a first ballot. Right. But he might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, Chris it's Webber, be a lot numbers of numbers are uh, actually very impressive. Yeah, Chris Webber was really good. Thought, or that I remember. Yeah, he was real good, but I, I remember his career fizzling out at the end. But he still averaged 20, uh, basically 10 rebounds and four assists. He might have a ring now if, if Tim Donahue doesn't mess him up against the Lakers in that series. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I don't think they was beating them. Because, yeah, like, the last couple of parts of his years, he's averaging 11 and 3. Yeah. You know – do y'all have – was y'all watching basketball when he got traded to 76ers with AI? I really liked I, – I liked that little duo for a second. I don't even remember that. What year is that? That has to be 2005, right? Yeah, it's like 2005, 2006. Yeah, I don't even I, remember I'm that. Not, I'm not going to – Yeah, because yeah, your favorite sin of all time is who? Jordan B. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is Tyson Chandler Hall of Famer? I'm trying to throw out some See, like, names. those are impact players. Like, yes, they, they also have the accolades, but it's not like they had incredible stats to go along with it. I'm going to go Tyson Chandler's a no. Okay, because yeah, he's a three-time All-Defense, right. Defensive Player of the Year. One-time All-Star? Uh, one-time All-Star, a champion with the Mavericks, and then uh, All-NBA in 2011. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I see what you're saying, Mike. He has those things. Like, yeah, the accolades are there, but, but he it's not like statistics like, are not. Right. He's yeah. never been a top-five center in the league. Never. People, oh, someone asked me if Joe Kim Noah was, and I just said no. As much as I love Joe Kim, as much as he had, what, like a three-, four-year prime, he's just very, very good, mm-hmm. he's not a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. What about Joe Johnson? Yes. He is? You say yeah, yeah. I, I, I say yes. Say no for him. I would, I would not, normally say no. Accolade. Let me see. Let it's me, not a lot. I know it's not a lot. All star, which is impressive for Joe Johnson. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, all rookie and then all NBA in 2009. That's it. That's his whole accolades. Not, he's never won any awards, but he's been an all star. He's, 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 he's been a really good scorer ever since he's entered. And that's what they kind of value. Five, 20, 20 uh, plus scoring right. years. For example, like Tracy McGrady would be, him and Tracy McGrady would be very similar. You just see 25? As far as like their overall accolades and their statistics. I'm not saying they're the same player because Tracy McGrady's obviously was a lot better. Yeah, I'm, I want to look at like every compare them to one. 
Like look, seven time All Star, seven time All, seven thing? time All NBA, okay, two time scoring. You're right, and in right. 2000, that's most a big, okay, player. that's a big difference. So I take that back. I take that back. I did not he, know he, he was, was a seven time All NBA. player. I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I thought I, I knew he was in there a couple times. I didn't he know it was 32, seven. 28, 25, 25, 24. My my fault, T Mac. I'm sorry. Have me on the show. I'm sorry. I didn't Paul mean that. Pierce is definitely a Hall of Fame. Facts. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I would say. I would say so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One of the best point guards we've ever had, even though it was kind of short lived and Three all time that. Assist champion. I think their whole their whole big fourth. Yeah. Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And all numbers should be retired, if you ask me. I had one more, a uh, couple more. I was thinking of uh, who's another point guard in the Rondo era. CP. Nah, he's definitely. Hall of yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Al Horford. Is Al Horford a Hall of Famer? When, like, is he on? Is he on his way? I know he still has. He's a, a ring play. short. Yeah. Okay. So if he gets a ring, he, he is. He's Al a ring short. He definitely feels impressive, like impressive yeah. if, if he did get a ring, then people would also look in the money, the magnifying glass and be like, oh, he did all the little things for that team. Mm-hmm. Quietly, a five-time All Star. Yep. All NBA in 2011. Yep. All defensive 2017. All rookie team in 07. Career numbers aren't that great, but he's still we still know the impact. He's not. He's never been a box score type of guy. No. Right. But he quietly has. Great I feel like he's a he's a ring away. He get a ring, he's there. If he doesn't, then it's like 50-50, I guess. But even then, that, that doesn't. But I think about the basketball hall of fame, and they just allow so many players. That's what I was in. gonna say. It's yeah. almost at to a point where like they need two kind of thing. Like they need an official official hall of fame, like the top of the top, and then just like <laughs> the, the NBA the, hall of fame, right. and then the basketball hall of right. fame. It's like the NBA hall of fame has like the top hundred people to ever play this game, right? And, that, and they right. get like a. And you got to be so good that you almost got to move somebody out of that list for you to get on, onto that. <laughs> Can you imagine you make it, and then a year later somebody knocks you out of the Hall of Fame? <laughs> like, damn, and that they was so take your plaque back, they say, yeah. What, what, what is that? The um, Golf has like that golden jacket for if you win a, a something, right? Yeah. You they get like a green gold jacket. Green jacket, right? Green jacket. The NBA gets a golden jacket or something, just hang it up. Or you wear it if you're on national TV. Like, Walt Frazier wears some shit like that. But let's get into something like. Um, we were asking the fans about some NBA opinions. Mm. So I picked some of my favorite or least favorite mm-hmm. to see what y'all think about it. And I want y'all to, to give y'all opinions. Have y'all figured out who set that rap line yet? No. Okay. No. At the end of the show, we may have to just, just tell them. Which is. Biggie. Um, no, that's not Biggie. No. I can tell you that right now. No, it's not. That's not Biggie. Okay. So the first one comes from Caveman Raps. Joel and Bean. What up, Caveman? Really should be an MVP candidate. 30 likes. 30 people agree with this opinion. So just talk off the top of y'all head, give me, give me y'all top three MVP candidates as of right now. James Harden. Right. I agree. Giannis. Giannis. Yep. And I, let's see if he say let's see if you say the one the last one right. There's no right or wrong. Give it to people that you think deserve. I, I'm just thinking that we thinking the same because he's I had a Stephen Curry slash KD. Both players have been having yeah. incredible years. Right. But there are other players that have, That's you know, a case. I'm interested to hit to hit, a, to hit a, all of y'all last ones. So you got Stephen KD. It was between those two and Embiid. I gotta throw like at least quiet Embiid. If I had to choose between somebody else other than okay, so my last name y'all ain't even say Jokic. 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 That makes sense. So he said Embiid. What makes you think that Embiid is an MVP candidate? Double double machines. He's holding it down defensively. They've gotten it together a little bit. Nah, they just look very promising. I feel like they're going to be very dangerous. So the people that didn't have Joel Embiid, why is he not top three? 
Uh, because I just I have another guy above him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the people above him. It's not. It's yeah. not well. He, it's, it's not no knocks on right. Joel. Is he a it's sure. Yeah, he can be a candidate, no doubt. But uh, not a favorite. Jokic. The Nuggets have had a lot of injuries to significant players, and they still maintain a great spot. Right. They number two right now. Yep. Because um, what is Jokic? I mean, what does Embiid having like twenty eight points a game? It's, I don't think it's that high, but it's it's pretty good. Pierre's gonna look it up. I think it may be twenty six, eleven, and. Three. It might be 28. I think it was 28. It's 27, 13, 20, and 3.6. 27, 30, see, I mean, blocks. Those are great yeah, numbers. Yeah, those two. are great numbers. And he's averaging two blocks, too. So. Yeah, those are very fantastic numbers. Um, but, yeah, I think, but, I don't know what Giannis' number, I'm pretty sure he averaged more rebounds than Joel Embiid. I, I think they both average 13, oh, yeah. if it's I had to take a guess. It's something crazy. Giannis averaged a crazy he's amount averaging 12.6. He's the only right. dude that can... That really rebounds for that team. If, if this comes into effect, I, I would say that mostly the reason why Joel Embiid may not be top three is because team success. Sure, the 76 are have, being great, but they're not, you know, a top team in the East and as far as record goes. When they do kind of, if they do kind of separate and do become that, then he'll jump up. It'll be, be it'll also be because, because they, they got Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. Which kind of takes away from him because before they got Jimmy Butler, they were a cool team, but we all looked at them like they should be a little bit more better. So it kind of hurts for him a little bit. Obviously, he would have to play better. Do you think the other people would have to take steps back for him to kind of talk, uh, jump into that? Why does he have to play better? He's playing amazing. No, he's talking about yeah. If he wanted to be that MVP and be you know that guy, because that's what he said coming into the season, he wanted to win MVP this right. year. I feel like other people would have to take a step back, like so he can get his stats up a little do, bit more. Yeah. Okay, I think he would. Derek, though. I think yeah. he needs more big time moments. I t- I'm, That's yeah. another. They don't give him the ball when it's late in game, as far as to win a game or anything yeah, like Jimmy that. Butler. It's Jimmy Butler, yeah. which I mean, it's hard. He's, he's the best. Do that he's the best shot right, creator. exactly. Yeah. Hard to do that as a center. It's hard to do that as and, a big man. You know, and B be having his games, but like he don't be having them crazy games. His games be decent, but like I look at Jokic. Jokic has had more way right. big crazy games right. that we be like especially Damn. with that assist because I, I know for a fact and B had a couple like 40 almost 20 games mm-hmm. right yeah for so sure he had the big games but Jokic would have yeah, a he'll have like 40 point game or right. a 40 point game and we'd be like whoa and then he'll have a triple double right. over here and then it's like oh he had 15 assists it's a lot of it's a lot of mm-hmm. whoa moments with him as great as Joel Embiid is one thing that I noticed when I watch him is, is like he he loses energy you know what I mean like one game against, I want to say maybe Detroit. I just know he's playing against another decent center. It may have been Drummond. He had like 25 points in the first half. You're like, oh, sh- oh my God. Joel's about to go for 40, 45. He ended with like 32. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he put all his energy in that first half, and the second half he just didn't really have it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's probably a, a something. But I don't know. Should he be an MVP candidate? Sure. But it's just like as of right now, he's not. I think what um, – I don't think he would have to put up numbers. I mean, a, a better numbers. I'm, I'm with Derek. I think what he's doing right now is phenomenal. I just think that it's the team success thing. And now that they got Jimmy Butler, it, it it's kind of unfair because if they do take off, a lot of people will probably right. credit it to them acquiring Jimmy Butler. Um, because before the Jimmy Butler trade, they were like nine and seven or something like right. that. They were just so, not very good. But yeah, I think Joel Embiid is he's a, he's the truth, man. He's the truth. I, I I love some Joel Embiid. I love the shit that he does. Like when he got that block on Harden and yeah. did that thing. I like that he ain't backing down to Russ. He said he always in his feelings. I like all of that. Yep. I think that helps him too for MVP cases. That people like him. He's a likable dude. He's not, you know, like the standard. Uh, he's fun with it. He's the people that don't like him are the old people because he talks so much and he's on social media. But then those are the same people that said that there is no competitiveness. I just, I just don't understand. I don't understand it. So shout out to Joel. His time is coming too. He's young. Yeah. He oh my god. Yeah. They good. Next question comes from Jacob, who says Spicy P is the second best player on the Raptors. Mm. That's an argument. That's why I added it. 
Y'all tell me. What do y'all think? It's is arguable. Kyle, is Kyle Lowry on the same page as Pascal Siakam? You know what? I'm going to say this. Kyle Lowry is, is the second best player in the Raptors. Okay. And I'm going to say that because what he does matter. If he don't show up in the playoffs, they ain't going to be on shit. Siakam can keep doing what he's doing, but if Kyle Lowry don't show up, it, it ain't going to matter. And and Siakam is on his way. Eventually, he will be the second best player. Maybe next, even next year, he mm-hmm. might be the, the, the second best player. But as of right now, they need Kyle Lowry to have a certain type of production for them to go where they're trying to go, or what we all think they have the potential yeah. to go. Right. I think if Kyle Lowry disappears again in the playoffs, it's going to be evident. Um, even with their depth, they still need him to. You know, he has his moments where he hit big shots and do a yeah. lot of big things for them. I don't think Siakam can. Have that t- even though he did have the game with the yeah, layup, that game with the layup was crazy. Just tough. But he not, he not gonna take over the game like he ain't gonna hit no, no. step back jumper. Right, so I think they're gonna need those type of moments from Lowry. I agree occasionally. With you. I'm yeah. with I'm with Lowry because when. Kawhi Leonard is out. They still are a pretty decent team. You know, they have a pretty good record when Kawhi's out. But when Cal Lowry's out or Cal Lowry's really struggling, they struggle. Mm-hmm. He's their floor general, and yeah. that, that's what they need. Even, even though Cal Lowry's not the guy to throw up 20 points Fact. often, he is their floor general, and, and he makes the offense go. He's giving go. almost 10 assists a game, so yep. he's getting everybody involved. And he's a great leader. I like him. As much as I love Spice P, he's my MIP pick, but no, I still say Cal Lowry's the second best player on that team. Yeah. For now. I would say it's for now. He just brings the most to the game. Like, if Kyle Lowry did have that, I think somebody already just said it, but if Kyle Lowry did have the off game, Spice P ain't for to bring them back for the win. Mm-hmm. Not often, at least. And, and Kyle Lowry's good defender. He's still you a really good defense, yep. too. Next question or next thing comes from Bills Mafia, John Fanboy 776. What's up? Uh, Harden is our generation's. Kobe Bryant. And when he says his generations, I'm guessing he's a little bit younger. We we grew up with Kobe, mm-hmm. so he's not talking about us. He means like the younger generation that got the end of Kobe's career. This is what Kobe was to us. I don't think so. You don't think so? Why mm-hmm. not? Like, yeah. I mean, from a points-wise, like the he's going for like 40 points over like 18 games, something like that. Nah, that's cool. Like the scoring is there, but it's that he don't have that, man, that Kobe mentality. That's what I think about when Kobe, that as soon as out the gate, he's trying to go for 50 on you. Like, he's literally trying to kill you. You don't think James Harden yeah, got that? Yeah, what? No. He's coming out. I mean, head. I think James Harden is naturally a scorer. Like, yeah, he, he's going to hit the daggers on you, but I think he's more of a playmaker as well with that scoring. I would say no, just because Harden's giving you 40-plus and also giving you 15 assists. So he's, he's a little bit different, is yeah. what you're saying. He's also facilitating. Kobe's coming out right. with the scoring mentality. I'm going to say this. I agree with what you just said. Um, but another thing is, Kobe was dominantly winning. Like, Kobe had, Kobe, all Kobe rings came in Pete's. He had a three Pete mm-hmm. with Shaq. Then he had the two Pete with like Odom and Gasol in them. So Kobe was like doing what Harden is doing. But like but winning, winning, right? And that was good to say. Thing I was going to say too. And then uh, Kobe also was like just doing miraculous stuff, like crazy game winners. And st- I mean, Harden has his moments, but Kobe and Kobe was doing it just a different way. Harden, you know, like D. Mill said, he's passing. He got a little bit more foul shooting to get to the free throw line. Kobe right. was dogging you. Kobe was dogging you. Oh, shooting over double teams. And when I when I think of Harden, I always think like. You could say that Kobe scoring, but also has like that that Steve Nash with the type of passes and the type of he's gonna create for his teammates. 
the Kobe of your era would be Russell Westbrook if he was having success with his mindset. Like Kobe had Russell Westbrook mindset, but was winning. It's that mentality (laughs) that like reminds me of Kobe. The dumb wild shots that we'd be like, "Whoa, what are you doing, Russell?" Kobe was taking them, but was hitting. Right, people, people face. So like, imagine just imagine if Russell Westbrook was like. Harden is taking those like ridiculous shots to people's faces, and he's making them. He's making them. I would say their offensive impacts are very similar. I mean, they're doing it differently, but as far as like. I'm taking over this game. Right. Because I, I thought about the other day, like, have you ever seen James Harden run off, like, a screen or anything? Like, an off-ball screen. Move off the ball. No. It it's, it's ISO. Not, it's it's ISO. literally ISO the whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen Kobe Bryant come up, like, a pin-down screen, try to get the ball, at least in his spots. Yeah. But Kobe, I mean, James Maybe Harden really just brings the ball. Like I think Kobe had more variety, too. Kobe right. was a much more variety type of scorer. Right. Kobe would give it to you in the post. He would get you at the elbow. He would shoot yeah. some threes. He would dunk on you. He would do all those type of things. Harden is kind of... And also, it's not Harden's fault. It's kind of like the offense, but I'm going to keep always saying right. I think Harden could be much more, maybe have some varieties, but they don't even explore it. I've never seen Harden post up anybody. No. He's a big guard. He he posted up TJ McConnell the other night. Okay. Good. And then he, good. Then he did the like baby because he good. scored over him, which I'm like, yeah, he I is a baby to you. over him, and I see him do that, but I ain't know what came He did it twice. Yeah, he did okay. it twice in the same game because they showed the replay on that one you probably thinking about. Called him a baby. Which is good because they kind of make it. The offense is hard for him to do all those type of things. He just got to step really back. think about it, what, what time does he have really to post up? He's usually going against like bigger, longer defenses. That's no, not even, not yeah. even. Harden was even a, like he was a point guard for an entire year, mm-hmm. which means he's a six five big ass point guard. I mean, point guard. So other guards are probably going to match up with him. And I'm, even Kobe wasn't just he. Kobe didn't only post up babies. Yeah, I know. He was right. posting he, up T Mac, who was taller and longer than him. I get, I get what I get what Derek's saying though because like last night was that last night yeah um, they had Corey Brewer on him for most of the game like that's a bigger guy Kobe would have posted his ass up Kobe has posted right. up Corey Brewer over there or like that's when crazy. they go against the Thunder he's going against Paul George right post his ass up. He, I know that's the that's the difference. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He, he can't post him up. Yeah, which is right. Cause Kobe definitely had a higher release point, so he can get those shots over the bigger guys. You know, James Harden seems like he's really jumping on his jump shots. No, he's not. Unless it's, the, unless it's deep as hell. I think, I think he jumps when he, he feels like he needs it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, need his leg. The way he jumps is perfect because it reserves him. If he had any type of high more, the amount of shots he's taking, how he takes a shot, right. his legs no, no, would be that's like He do it when he's needed, especially if they're real close on him. He'll kind of kick his legs and get that foul, too. Most left-handed people don't jump much on their yeah, jumpers. I, I'm just thinking about it. Manu, Manu didn't jump much. That. D'Angelo Russell don't really get up. Only guy that really jumps high on his like, jumper. Just the, the best shooters in general. It's Isaiah Thomas. Don't even really jump. Yeah, because yeah, he has to. He, has he to really jump. has to. You think so? Stephen Curry don't really jump that high. Klay Thompson don't really jump that high. Ray Allen. Ray Allen had a lot yeah. of jump on Ray, his shot. Yeah, he had Ray. a lot of lift. A lot of lift. Move on to the next one from Power Poof Man. Steph is better than Magic Johnson. I don't know. It's hard for me to even gauge that because I, I watch different. all the Magic highlights. I want. I, I've never really seen him play. And they play completely different. So? So it's really hard. I don't know. <laughs> so does uh, Kobe and LeBron. But we they like do. we know who's the better one. I comparing the two. I do too. I do too. <laughs> but I thought this was interesting um, because I've tweeted before, kind of as a joke but also a little bit serious, that Steph Curry's going to go down as the best point guard of all time. Hmm. So I still believe that even though he's still got years upon years. He may win another ring this year. Who knows what's going to happen after that. Um, but I think it's interesting because Magic is a guy that literally played five positions. Even though he was a point guard, he played he brought, all positions. Yeah, I'm going to say this. They both bring so much, but he brought, Magic brought some stuff to the game that Steph can't. 
You can't teach nobody size. Versa. Yep. Vice versa. Yeah. yeah, you can't teach nobody size. Mm-hmm. But Steph brought some stuff that magic. Right. He just changed the whole game. Right. So I know it's hot. I would say Steph is actually better, actually. I can't say Steph is better. Yeah, I say he, he's on his way, but mm-hmm. to say he's right. better right now is blasphemous. Just, I just got an update that said Rajon Rondo's available to play. So now the Lakers have a point guard again. Hey. Yeah, I, I could have used him last night. He was coming back Thursday. Um, but, yeah, Steph Curry has a whole lot of opportunity to, opportunity to be better. But as of right now, he's not. Steph Curry's about the, the next generation of Hoopers. I'm about to be so different than They're the about past. They're going to be like Trey Young. <laughs> They're going to be Trey Young, yeah. They're going to be Trey Young. Everybody's shooting. Everybody's shooting. Not Zion. But they're going to be. He said the point guard. <laughs> I just mean in general. He said players. Yeah, I just mean in I general. Um, but even then, they they get in like – I'm talking about the people that are literally growing up right now watching yeah, Steph Curry. Like the sure. 10-year-olds right now. They're like, when I get older, this, I'm going to shoot like Steph. It seems like coaches – or like what it seems like is coaches emphasize shooting so much. And he, Pierre brought it up on a story about how coaches, when they have young players, they kind of put their position based on their size. So mm-hmm. if he's six foot – He's going to be in the pot. I, I think coaches nowadays, they're just everybody needs to learn how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so good. That's like good. burning into that regular skill set and turn out, instead of like athleticism. And that reminds that, that We really got to tip our hat to people who've been doing it before, mm-hmm. which was the, the European people. Oh, yeah. Every, oh, every European be coming over and just got it. They can't rely on athleticism. Yeah. So all they play, all they seven footers, sixty. They always have had guys since I've been watching the NBA that's in the draft that can do all these different type of things. Mariani. That can shoot all of them mm-hmm. because that's how they teach basketball over there. Now we're kind of just starting to do it, but um, we definitely got to give them give them their credit for that. Because if you watch Euro League, all them dudes can get the ball at the post, hand it off, cut, screen, shoot. They have that's that's what all like the ball movement is. Yeah, yeah. that's like funny. Dan, even yeah. Dan Tony, he brought that, but he brought that from over there, over here, like that whole like, um, space. That was he brought that over here like fifteen years ago. When we go to the gym, or when we used to go to the gym, we used to match up against those European guys. Yeah, yeah. they just play ball. They just play ball. Like it's like they have sets. Like they've been playing together for years. They have sets at the YMCA. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Next question comes from NBA Two K Australian. Joe Ingles was the final piece in that Griffin, Paul, Jordan, Reddick Clippers team, but they waved them too early. So if y'all don't remember the story, Joe Ingles got waved by the Clippers, and that's when he went to go sign with the Jazz, mm-hmm. and then he came to the Jazz, and obviously he's an impactful player. Mm-hmm. And that Clippers team tried so many different small fours to really fit what they were trying to do, and this guy saying Joe Ingles could have been that and got them mm-hmm. to the next level. He, hindsight, yeah, he could have, but I don't think Joe Ingles had the confidence then that he has now right. he, because he didn't have the role. It was easier for him to, to contribute with his Jazz team because it's not as star-studded as the Clippers team. CP3, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crawford Doc versus Rivers. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Doc Rivers versus Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, who was still I a mean, rookie. Yeah, and he would get. I can see him getting open looks, of course, with the people around him. But the Clippers always had shooters like that. So I don't know if he would have made that in that defense. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but, but, they, but his defense is good. Type of shooters, though. I don't know how it was with the Clippers. I don't know what he was doing with the Clippers. But I know it's, he's got a, He's improved as a player. Definitely a different player. Yeah, he's a now different player. So I don't know in the hindsight. I of mean, course. Yeah, in right, the hindsight, maybe he could have. But at the same time, but at the same like, time, really the Clippers just... were more so in a win now situation. They didn't want to wait to see him develop, so right. that's why they were so quick to pull the trigger because they were tired of being eliminated in the second round. Exactly. They weren't about to sit there and wait for him to develop. <laughs> they, they kept. They wanted the most. They was like one of the most teams. That, I mean, like, who did they have at the time? They have. They start yeah, just Wesley, Wesley Johnson. Wesley they Johnson. did bro, they Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Paul Pierce. They brought back my boy. 
Chris Douglas Roberts. Yes. Chris short, Douglas short. Roberts, CDR. Um, they, they tried everything mm. except for Joe Ingles. They brought back Lamar Odom. <laughs> Man. Paul Pierce. It's funny because Joe Ingles is better than all of them. They had, yeah. they had Grant Hill. That was crazy. 40-year-old Grant or 38-year-old Grant. Next question comes from Wallace, who is a Minnesota fan. I'm just going to throw that out there if that affects anything to y'all. If Wiggins can figure out how to use his natural talent, the Timberwolves will have a chance of being a perennial top five team in the West. Perennial? Perennial. What does that mean, though? What does uh, figuring out how to use his natural talent? I think he does use his natural talent. I think that's the part, that's that's the thing is that he relies too much on his natural talent. He needs actual fundamental basketball. His natural talent is his leaping ability, and I think that he needs something different, and that's in the brain. I think so develop like as far as skills go, he's cool. But I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a very skillful basketball player. You don't think so? No, not fundamentally. He can't. He's not a. He he can knock down threes, but he. You know, he's not. He's not a. I don't want him shooting threes. If he were, but if he could no, shoot just, threes, yeah, he would yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Uh, he's not like a. He's like his That's ball handling like, is very. Yeah, he, his he, pick and roll game is not all that good. Not a crazy really passer. Since he came into the league, usually you see players like as their time goes down to the league, they they bring different skills to their game to help them, you know, stay in the league. And what got him to be the number one pick? His athleticism, mm-hmm. right? Which is now is in the NBA is kind of matched with everybody else's. Everybody's right. athletic. Everybody, everybody else leaping that high. Everybody else long. So now he's literally just a mid range jump shooter. If you choose bad shots, if you mix in that athleticism with some fundamental skill, like really real skill, and some smarts, man, a higher IQ. I think the skill could, will come. With, the IQ will come with the skill because the game will open up more. You know what I mean? Just posting up with the fadeaway, fadeaway turnaround, kind of predictable, and it kind of prisons. So are y'all agreeing or disagreeing? I don't even really know. I, what I, disagree. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Like, okay, let's course, say. Of okay. course, if Wiggins plays better, they're going to be. Yeah, better. I see. But, but let's I'm say not, let's say Wiggins ends up being all star. Hell yeah, they got a chance because you have Towns and now you have an all star Wiggins. Hell yeah, you have a chance. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then you mix that in with Covington and shit like that. Derrick Rose. A, there's a chance. I need Covington to come back soon. Oh, man. is he saying like right now? Because right now they out of it, homie. No, yeah. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, yeah, I thought maybe the chances he's speaking are future. Not. I, I, no. I would say he's speaking future, because, though. Yeah, I think future, he's speaking future. How could you not have a chance right. when you have two all-star guys? I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm thinking near future. And I'm saying I don't think they got it, at least for right now. Okay. They don't got it. Next you, question. Two all-stars and then a wing like Covington? Comes from Toast. Jason Tatum is one of the most overrated players in the NBA. That comes from Toast. Uh, agree I can't agree with that at all. Disagree. I can't even. I, I, I think the reason why people feel he's overrated is because his stats don't show how he's played. I like when you watch him play, he looks like he's just getting buckets. But you might look over his stats and he only be averaging 14 points a game. But also, you have to look at the fact that he has all those pieces around here that's taken away from his game. We saw him play at without a high it. level without, with all the, without, when it was his that's, team, he <laughs> elevated his game significantly. That's what I don't like about the these type of takes. It's like because you're not. You just you just talking. You're not even really trying to find the answer or find a reason why. You're just looking at something and you just going off it. Of, if you watch what's going on and try to answer the question yourself, you will see that, hey, hmm, before Hayward and Kyrie was there in the playoffs and even with all of that, when he had his opportunity, he was doing this damn thing. Now that those players are back, his numbers aren't quite the same. So is it because he's <laughs> overrated or is it because of the situation that he's in? 
And I haven't any I haven't really seen anybody give him that praise like he's the next one. Oh, uh, we haven't last from year. From Celtics fans? No, just like uh, from the world. The after the playoffs, they were like damn thing in the playoffs. I know, that no, that's right. And Jalen Brown were doing their thing. Right, right. No, I'm just like But people were, were like putting him on this pedestal like this year he's about to be an all-star which he could have been if the was, situation yeah. was going to be right now, you know what you're right and what, what they say that, they, they called him the next came, hold on came into at the, the beginning of the season I even said that they was going to get away from Kyrie and he was going that was becoming his team so right. yeah sure people yeah, I, maybe okay. they were so high I can see what he's saying he was a rookie maybe he was one of those rookies last year and GQ posted this article mm-hmm. Jason Tatum the next Mamba yeah I saw that y'all remember that when it yeah. happened before the season started yeah I mean, and that could still be true. We talk about a twenty-year-old basketball player. This could still be true, but like, I, no. But what he what he's asking and what he's saying is definitely reasonable. Now I remember because I was one of those people. I remember dead ass in the beginning of the season, me saying that the, the Celtics were going to go through him, run offense through him, and, and make it his team. And I still feel like that. Uh huh. Um, in this field of work, it's easy to get caught in the moment. When you see a, a 18, 19 year old dude dunking on LeBron in a game seven elimination game, it's easy for you to be like, oh shit, <laughs> this guy's about to be amazing. And he still could be amazing. He but was, like, he is amazing. He is. We are prisoners of the moment at the end of the day. Yeah. But see, that's the difference. Th- that's the difference, though. A lot of the things that we say up here don't come from the moment. I, I, him dunking on LeBron or even that playoff series didn't, didn't make me say those statements. It's a collective of everything that I saw that year. That's all I'm saying. Uh, just, just like um, De'Aaron Fox, right? Before the season started, you predicted he would be a 20 point scorer. That's I not sure, being a, pri- a moment, sure a prisoner in the moment. That's just being able to see some shit right. and being like, you know what? I think he got some in him. Yeah. If it, Russell. If it's anything, I feel like I bring to like a scouting. It's just I have a, a good ability with the eye test, and he just looks like he got like if he was the number one guy in his team. They easily get twenty plus a game. Yeah, especially easily. with the ball handling and shooting. Right, he, he's literally he's got, he has he's got the, the full package. He's got yeah. the full package. I keep telling people that the eye test is so much more important than what a player is averaging. Hell yeah! It's so, but people don't understand that. They like, how can he be blank and blank when he averaging this? I'm like, are you actually watching him average that though? They not. They not watching. That's how. How could you shit on Brandon Ingram? And that's why, like. When you say that Jason had the next Kobe, I can see it because I see the moves that he's doing. Yeah. I yeah, see the grown yeah. man pull yeah. up moves. He, I, I can see it. I mean, he's working he, out. He's not just pulling out from the post. Right. Can, can hit a spot up three, can dunk on you, can create his own shot. Like we spoke on previously in right. the show, a variety of ways to score. But he's still young, so he hasn't got to the point where he's taking over or doing a night in and night out. And when Kobe was his age, he wasn't either. Nope. He was not. Next one comes from Emil. This is a long one. And I don't think he's the next Kobe either, y'all. But it's, it's tough to be the next I Kobe. See, I can see the comparison. But then, like, look where the fuck t- is coming from. I don't, what did GQ know about basketball? <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. This photo suit they got him in was kind of tough, though. Fire. Yeah, Hell yeah. Them Celtic shorts? What is them Don? Them def- definitely Don C's. Yeah, Don. Definitely. I almost said Don Q. I'm Don. so glad you, you said that. You know who Don Q is? I know the name, but it's, I can't. It's I, a boogie I, homie, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. The artist. Next comes from Emil who says the Bulls front office is not as bad as people make it out to be. The only mistake they had was hiring Jim Boylan, but the marketing and Wendell Carter Jr. things have both been good picks and the Jimmy Butler trade was okay. That's S- correct. Let's 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 is it more? Yes, yeah, a little bit more. Signing Parker was a risk okay. worth taking since we have to have him walk and we can't have him walk next offseason. Uh, I agree with his first statements, but um 
They've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, you can't those, say that the ones he just named were all recent, like, <laughs> last year. Yeah. yeah, so it goes deeper than but just I this season. I, I do feel them though. I do. I definitely feel them. What they have put together is definitely good for the future. They're going to get another good pick this year. You have Zach Levine, who's proven he can be something or somebody um, for a team. Marketing is is very um, promising. And same with Wendell Carter and. Um, Chris the, Dunn, the Jabari Parker, Chris Dunn's. Uh, yeah, if you can get, if they, if the Bulls get the third overall pick and they take Ja Morant, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would be okay with that too. But the Jabari Parker thing, you can't say that that's just like a risk reward thing. That's a mistake. You shouldn't <laughs> did it. Like, I get it that you can't let him walk, but imagine if you didn't let. Imagine if you didn't sign him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and if hire, hiring Fred Hoiberg was that a mistake, or you know what I mean? Like I don't. You can look at a lot. But it, it, I feel what you're saying. There's there's a lot. There's Even a lot. Jim Boylan extension. Yeah, but she did. He did say that. He did. Uh, say that. that was a mistake. I just, I firmly believe that we have the worst front office in the league, and that's saying something. That's yeah, really saying kinda, something. It's kind of sad because y'all y'all have such a promising future. I try I try even, to be optimistic yeah, about you, things. It's hard to you even be optimistic. All the, I have all the, a fire card The front offices that we all considered bad before were the Brooklyn and the Kings, and now they're all they're good. They're good now. And there's <laughs> one 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 left. We didn't call the the, the Brooklyn Nets. It was Billy King himself. It was, Billy it was just Billy King. It was Billy King. And he, when he got out of there, things got a lot better. Yeah. But it's it's hard for me to agree with this, Emil, because it's so much deeper than that. If you look at our team, and, and this is a team I'm watching night in and night out, it's hard to be optimistic. And maybe that maybe part of that is due to the fact that I'm not used to the tank. I'm so used to the Bulls being good. But when I watch this team play, it sucks. And I don't know if I can say the same thing about when Philly was coming up. You know, I'm not talking about those teams with nothing like they had nobody on there. But when they finally got the piece, because these are supposed to be the pieces we're building around. They don't have moments. They don't have many moments. You're like, man, there we go. That's the that's the glimpse of our future right there. I don't see that often when I watch Levine. But I can say that. But that's why Levine quote that we spoke on last episode is so funny because he's right. When y'all at the beginning of the season, when y'all had so many injuries and it felt we like okay. it was so many, there was moments where they was going back and forth with Philly, or they was going back and forth with these different teams. It was like, damn, okay, Zach Levine got thirty eight and all of this shit, and they was lose by like two. But now it's like y'all kind of getting back healthy. Y'all pieces are kind of coming back together, and coincidentally with Jim Boylan, y'all are playing worse, and there is no moments. And and it's saying Jim Boylan thing was a mistake is right. But that should be magnified by a thousand because he is taking this team in the opposite direction as far as the play style goes. You know how many long tools I see watching the Bulls play? Listen, I try to keep it clean on this show, so I'm not. Bro, it bothers the hell out of me. No team is doing that and being successful except for the Spurs. And they have Greg Popovich, which Jim Boylan is not. He's trying to be him. He's trying to be him, but you you can't do that. Right, that's you not can't no do that. Thing. If if we three years down the line and Zach Levine is still taking foot on the line twos, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I'm gonna lose my mind because that's the type of stuff we see right now. And Jim Boyd is like, good shot. Get your feet behind the line. And then we have Laurie Marketing, who you say you give the green light to, but you're not running plays for. So the Jim Boylan thing. You say it's a mistake, Emil, which is right, but it's a mistake that can really turn us in the wrong direction because these are players that are not developing in the right way. Right. That's all I'm and saying. Fred Hoiberg is great at developing yeah. young players. I was just going to say, it feels like the league getting better, too. Who the hell so did Fred Hoiberg be develop? Just like the, the quarter he had around him, they were actually playing really good under him. 
But I don't think that he developed anything. <laughs> I don't feel like Zach Levine is a developed Fred Hoiberg developer. And he only played for Fred Hoiberg for like what? Thirty uh, games? Some games. Yeah, like thirty five games or something. Laurie like Markkinen was the same kind of player he was in Arizona. <laughs> I, I'm nah, just, saying. just No, it's he just do funny. have good players that are in the NBA that came from him, like George Niang from the Pacers. He was an Iowa State guy. He, he's he's a good. Is he the only player. one? There was no, one more. Uh, 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 Abel Nader, who plays for the Thunder, who I said should be getting more time. He has. Oh, there's with one the Thunder. more. Royce. Royce White was Royce a good White. basketball player, but he he, was a, he had the the flight issues. Which is but, crazy. but these are all those are all good basketball players. So he has good basketball. But I don't know if he developed NBA talent. I can't. I Let me can't see what Royce that. White is up to now. But um, it, yeah, like this is the wrong time to be hiring the wrong the wrong guy calling the shots. Like a rebuilding team, you oh, had all the pieces. The perfect example is Brett Brown. Brett Brown has been there from the very beginning. They didn't give up. They didn't give up on him, mm-hmm. and he's still there when they were trying to compete. You know what I mean? Andy like kinda, he he developed that talent to an extent. <laughs> Another thing the Bulls did was they went and got Fred Hoiberg. I would never get over this. And really, really went out and signed people that go against everything that he was for. <laughs> yes. Like that Rondo and Dwayne Wade signing, like they that blows my mind. They, they set really set him up, bro. They did. That's like going to get D'Antoni and get defensive players. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we got, thank I you think for they signing. They were literally just looking at the name. They didn't even care. They were like, Rondo? And then we just got Dwayne rid of Wade? one Chicago boy. Let's bring another Chicago boy <laughs> right. so the fans don't hate us so much. Stupid. Next one and the last one comes from a very depressed Bulls fan. Yeah, this, name? this is not me. It, I am also a very depressed Bulls okay, fan, but this is not. Sure that's his name. Man. His name is uh, L. Regway fourteen. Okay, come on with this <laughs> shit. Come on, Chris Dunn is greater than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Stop playing with me. At what age? Yeah, he's older. He's older. <laughs> me and Mike had this debate, right? Had, I wasn't saying that the bowling alley. We had at the bowling alley, and, and I wasn't had it before one of the shows. I wasn't saying that Chris Dunn was better because I don't think he is. Okay, no. but I think you could make an argument for it defensively that he is better now. Defensively and a bit of offensively. The offense, I can see from a scoring point. From a scoring point, for I sure. I can see the scoring. Lonzo has had better scoring moments than Chris Dunn, though. Chris Dunn's pretty, Chris Dunn's pretty consistent though. In terms of like that mid range. Let me look. What's Chris Dunn's career high? If I had to guess, I'd say twenty nine. Is that more than than Lonzo Ball's career Lonzo, high? Lonzo rookie had like yeah, yeah. Second against game the Suns, ever against the Suns. Thirty two. Ooh, that's hey, that's more. Thirty two. Thirty two. Let's see, Lonzo career high. And y'all, we just talking. We not. We, yeah, we just talking. Don't, yeah, don't. don't yeah, we just talking. We all know Lonzo is better. Lonzo's I know Lonzo's better No I agree with that But I just thought It was a good argument Or good debate 29 against the Suns Career assists Highest career assists Chris Lonzo Dunn has a beat like, Right Probably like 12 Does Chris, Dunn, Chris Dunn had a 16 assist game This year <laughs> Okay Um Steals why, why is it not a web Why is it not a, why is it not a no, website No it is Go back Go back I think there's one website Um is that it? This right here. I think it has all of his career numbers right there. And stroll down a little bit. Yeah, okay. Those are all his career numbers. So Steals, <laughs> six. For? For, for uh, Lonzo. Almost Zach Levine. Um, let, me, let me do Chris Dunn's right here. twice. Mm. Assists, 13. He had two 13-game assists. Um, the last one was against the Bucks. Career high in rebounds for Lonzo, guess. 16. I mean, I'm seeing it. Right. That wasn't a guess. Mike, <laughs> what, what's the most minutes Lonzo has ever played, Mike? Mm, Chris Dunn got to be that minute. Yeah, come on, man. Well, he's What's a bull. That's a that's a double <laughs> overtime game against oh, yeah. um, forty four for Lonzo. Okay, so let's go through it. Points thirty two, twenty nine. 
Rebounds nine. 16. 16. 17 assists against the Pacers a couple weeks ago. 13 twice. Steals five. Six. Not Blocks three. Four. <sighs> and then rebounds numbers go, go, he got. Go re- oh, okay, okay. Um, three pointers made. Six. <laughs> yep. And we got four. Chris Dunn on attempt threes. That, that, you know, five threes is career high in attempts. Mm. Um, turnovers. Six. Damn it. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> and what the heck is FIC? They don't have no. No, it don't have no like um. You can't legend click on it. No yeah. legend. I'm gonna look up FIC basketball. I, I've never even heard of that. FIC feels in comparison. Floor impact counter. <laughs> um, feels in comparison. Alonzo <laughs> has a higher. No, Alonzo is a better player. But what I was saying to Mike was that when it comes to the on ball defense, I think that Chris Dunn is up there with Alonzo Ball, and he's not having moments where people are highlighting it because nobody's watching the Bulls. But as far as like on ball defense, he's up there. He, he but my, my one criticism oh, okay. is that his his IQ is not higher than Alonzo, so you don't see him play the off ball as well or stuff like that. He don't do like Zo either though. What's that? Chris got D, but like Zoe, Zoe be guarding people up court with his hands behind his back. He be ripping people up in the front court. That's he, that he, he size. Blocks that's shots. That size. Yeah, that's that I mean. size. He gets a lot of block Chris shots. Chris Dunn gets a lot of block shots. Not too. like Lonzo. But Lonzo's also like three inches, four inches tall. That's what I'm saying. That's you, you can't teach that. Look at him. <laughs> no, no, because I don't even know if Chris, I don't agree with Chris Dunn being the point guard of our future. So I like Chris Dunn, but he's also like 25, right? He's like, he don't fit the timeline as much. And I, but I like Chris Dunn a lot. I like Chris Dunn a lot. I like watching him is play. Is Chris Dunn a starting point guard in this league? I know he can be, and he is right now, but for a playoff team like the Bulls. No. I can't say so he yeah, is. Playoff team That'll be like good. So yeah. y'all Future Bulls. Future yeah, Bulls. Come on, Mike. And um, John Moran might be a guy that y'all might look up. I'm okay, uh, I'm okay with Smith that. Dennis Smith Jr. is returning to the Mavericks. Yeah. This is stupid. Just saying that, like, you cannot go back. You can't go back. I, went, I changed my opinion on that. Though. I, I changed my opinion on that. I had a conversation with my pops, and he said some things. I was like, you know, what, you're right. And what he was saying was that it's like that. It's a business, right? So, like, you know, you're gonna be in trade talks. Anytime your name is in trade talks, you can't just not want to play, mm-hmm. or you can't just go into hiding because it's just a part of it. Everybody, it happens to a lot of people besides the the two percent, which is like fucking LeBron and Michael Jordan. But like even Kobe got brought up in trade talks. So. He, he was almost a bull via trade. Shout out to them. Everybody almost a bull. I want to yeah, show them. I wanna nobody show, wants to be a bull. <laughs> I want to show them Nets some more love. They uh-uh. won seventeen of their last twenty two games. Great, even with Karis LeVert. They this year's um, Utah Jazz hurt. Uh, who else is hurt? Karis Le- and Allen Crab is hurt. Um, D'Lo is a player of the week. Shout out to him. You like Allen Crab, don't you? I like Allen Crab. He can shoot the ball. Yeah, he was shooting twenty percent. He was shooting twenty percent. <laughs> At one point, I, I miss him. I miss him being in Portland. Shout out to D Rose for the game winner. <laughs> Let me ask y'all about the, a couple of these trades. Sure, right? Nikola Vucevic. Give it. A, give a, um the writer his love for creating what an is article. His name? You know him's name? No, but you, I just, uh, you just Zach Buckley. Shout out to Zach Buckley at Bleach BR. Report. Yep, Zach B. <laughs> Clippers You're not his homie. <laughs> Nikola Vucevic. The Magic received Jerome Robinson, Marcin Gortat. 2019 second round pick, the most favorable favorable one from Cleveland, Houston, Portland, Orlando. So Jerome Robinson, Gortat, and a second round pick for Vucevic. No, for the Magic because they want to they want to make the playoffs. So that's why I don't think Nick Vucevic is going to get traded mm-hmm. because they want to they want to stay if competitive. If I'm the Clippers, I'm instantly taking that. Deal. Yeah, that's yeah. a deal. I'm instantly that's taking a deal. that deal. His defense to that is: remember, Vucevic is on an expiring contract. And Mo Bamba, yeah. and Jonathan Isaac. Plus, there aren't many win now buyers in need of a 
new starting center. If Orlando places lottery volume on Jerome Williams, I mean Jerome Robinson, who was the number 13th pick, and views what almost assuredly will be Cleveland's second round as a late first round, those are two future assets for a rental. Yep. I mean, I understand it, but I just feel like the front office of the Magic are going to be like, no, because they want to get them players. They need, they need to get those picks, though. I feel like they need young players. They kind of need to start letting go of the players they have. Yeah, I think they should they trade need, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, let, let Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, let them start to develop. Mm-hmm. Especially for Vucevic, who was going to leave at the end of the year. But um, I just want to know where. Charlotte Hornets receive Mark Gasol. Memphis Grizzlies receive Nicholas Batum. <laughs> Willie Herman Gomez and a 2019 first round pick, lottery protected. Mike's face when you said it. Wait, wait, wait. Who who are the Hornets giving up for Marcus Hall again? Nick Batum, Willie Herman Gomez, and, and a, a 2019 first round pick, lottery protected. I'm so if they make the play, yes. I'm saying yes both ways. Yeah. Why not? It's time for the Grizzlies to let go. And they had that meeting a few nights ago. Yes, they did. Um, and I wish we knew what came out of it, but they suck. After starting good, they suck. So why not? Portland Trailblazers received Kevin Love, can't in parentheses, can't be traded before January 24th, and David Nwaba. Cavaliers received Evan Turner, Anthony Simons or Simmons, and then uh, Caleb Swanigan. Yep, both well, ways. I didn't even hear yeah. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, so that's almost like an instant. Yeah. We they taking that deal. <laughs> yeah. They get rid of that bad it's Evan Turner contract. All star type player. That's a team I feel like Portland, or that's a team that I think Carmelo needs to go to is Portland. Just because they need somebody else who can score the ball. We got it. Mm. They, they, they wanted him. They yeah. wanted him. But yeah. Kevin Love will be great. Yeah, I agree Kevin both. I, Love I agree both ways. You don't want to pay Kevin Love thirty five million dollars. I'm sorry. He's he don't is yeah, decent Adam as he Turner is. Got a bad contract, but it's not, a lot more nicer than Kevin Love. And then you can also take extra hard. Then Anthony Simmons, the Simons, he's a was young a, guard. Yeah, he so was a promising. late lottery or right outside the lottery pick. Bradley Bill sweepstakes winner number one. The New Orleans Pelicans received Bradley Bill and Dwight Howard. The Washington Wizards received Julius Randle, Etwan Moore, Frank Jackson. Wesley Johnson, a 2019 first round pick, top five protected, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2021st first round pick, top 10 protected. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot they giving up. Deal. Is, is Bradley Bill worth all that? Yes. You kidding me? Have you seen Bradley Bill With play? With Anthony Davis? With Anthony Davis. You kidding me? That's a deal, especially since they're afraid they're going to lose Anthony Davis to free agency in a couple years. And you getting Meritage? You still have Meritage? That's a deal. Julius Randle's not going to resign next year anyway because he ain't got the money. Like, he has a player option of $8 million. He's playing so good. Some team is going to give him more than $8 million. Yeah. So you get rid of that. Sure, you're losing two first-round picks, but you have a perennial all-star, a superstar, Anthony Davis, that you haven't been able to build around. Get him that piece. So I agree with that. And then from the Washington Wizards standpoint, you get two first-round picks and, and you get off that money. And they keep Drew Holiday still. And they still keep Drew Holiday, yeah. And you get off that money, and then boom. You can tank harder this season. John Wall will be back next year. You still have Otto Porter who can be traded and move and give you more picks and assets. I like it, too. I like it a lot. They got to blow up the whole Washington team. <clears throat> Bradley Bill sweepstakes winner number two, the last one uh, as well. Philadelphia 76ers receive Bradley Bill. Washington Wizards receive Markel Fultz, Wilson Chandler, Furkan Korkmaz, a 2019 second-round pick from Chicago, and a 2021st first-round pick from Miami. That Miami pick may be valuable, super valuable. In 2021, y'all think the Miami Heat are going to be a playoff team? 
I mean, it's hard to say, but it's like hard to say, but I don't, I yeah. doubt it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would it. still, say, I would say that's not enough though. That first trade was definitely a lot more mm-hmm. for your buck for Bradley Beal. So I would say no to I that. Think if it's I'm time the for the Pelicans to get desperate and make a move like that or suggest a trade like that to Bradley Beal. I know it's a lot, but like you said, you have a guy um, who doesn't come around often. You have him and have now you get a chance to get a guy like. Bradley. Come on, Drew Holiday, Bradley Bill, Anthony Davis, Mira. I, I want, it might, and it I want might get you. It might make like, Anthony Davis want to stay names, there. The names we brought up, we never really seen them with like big time help. What you talking more? No, I'm talking about. Wait, what? I'm talking about like <laughs> Kemba Walker and Marcus Saul. Like he, uh, we, he I thought you were saying the names Kemba that Walker I mentioned in that trade ain't been big time uh, help for him. Who were you going to say? Who? All Star Al Jefferson. What? But Kemba Walker was young. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They made the playoffs with that team. Yeah. Okay, before we end the show, any last guesses of what that rap lyric was from? No. Come Take on. one guess each. Just one guess each. New York rap. You can't play it though. Copyright. I'm gonna just, just pull it up. Okay. I really don't know. It's taking too long. Their group. How about that? Biggest rap group ever? A lot of Oh, Wu Tang Clan. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Finally. Ding ding. Fifty-five minutes later. <laughs> That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of Through the Wire. Uh, We'll see y'all in a few days. Peace. Peace.